Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're in the last hour. If I had driven in today, I would have had Grandy start my car so I could leave even faster than I usually do. (laughs) But you do get out quick. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I got stuff to do. Every time. Hi, Ray. Bye, Ray. Oh, you're, you'll get to see you get to see the blue smoke coming off my shoes. <laughs> um, you know who would be look good in an XFL uniform? Who? Brock Purdy. Time yeah. to move on. Time to move on. He's had his day. Brock Purdy. Uh, what What are the chances you think that that surgery? They'll say it went well. Mm-hmm. What are the chances you you think that they actually find something worse? Because that looked like a horrible accident. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we hope that's not the case. No, I'm not rooting for it. But no. I just, it, it just had that look of, man, that's a TJ waiting to happen. And now this inflammation wouldn't help anybody that thinks a bit pessimistically. I think they're going to get in there. I, I will say this. Unless, barring injury, and that's another question. If you're, and we know Kyle Shannon 60 was guns, you can't bubble wrap players, but you got Trey Lance going into week one. I don't know what happens with training camp, but you got to make sure Trey Lance is on that field and you cannot baby anybody. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think there's any question with this. We did the math that leaves right now. If, if he did, if Brock did get the surgery on March 5th, that leaves what about, it was roughly a week, right? Grandy until the first week of the of the NFL, something like that. So Trey Lance, if healthy, will be QB1. He will be. He, well, he has to be by default. By default, yes. Now, what you do with that situation, they tell you in, in any type of job, in, in any, any type of sport, once you get that position, make it so the coach can't take you out. That's exactly what Brock Purdy did, and that's what Trey Lance is going to have to do. Because here's the question, Ray. If the Niners go... Let's say two and one, something like that. And Trey Lance just looks fine. Let's say, okay, he, yeah, I can see. I can see he improved a little bit. Now, how he could improve by not playing this whole year, I don't know. But okay, he looks a bit more comfortable. Things are rolling. Brock Purdy's coming back in when he's healthy. If Trey Lance doesn't knock somebody's socks off, I'm now going to give you the speech I always give Damon. Okay. You have no idea. And the reason why you have no idea is because the 49ers have proven time and again that nobody has an idea. Because the thing that Kyle Shanahan is actually best at Mm -hmm. is not finding a quarterback that he can hang his hat on for 10 years. That's almost impossible anyway. But how quickly he can adjust when whatever his new plan is goes awry. And I remember 
Damon one time said, well, more than one time, he said, Trey Lance is inevitable. And just flat out said, no, it's, it's, it's inevitable. And I tried to make the point, nothing's inevitable in football because mm-hmm. everybody gets hurt. Right. And lo and behold, not because I'm a genius, but because I can see things happen. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, nothing's inevitable in football. Jimmy Garoppolo would never play another game for the 49ers because that's inevitable. Well, lo and behold, there he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Purdy will absolutely be the starter when season starts again. Absolutely inevitable. No. Nothing's inevitable in football. And that's the only thing I would caution you, is that we don't know anything about anything. And the tip-off is Kyle Shanahan doesn't know who's going to start week one. No. He might have a preference. Sure. But he's had preferences before. And he's had to make radical adjustments to I'm not saying I know what will happen. I'm saying if Trey Lance doesn't knock socks off while Brock Purdy's out, Brock, per- Brock but, Purdy will be inserted back in. But define knocking your socks off That's the in issue. this offense. That's the issue. Because it, I don't think you get to knock anybody's socks off as a quarterback in this offense. Well, maybe Danny Gray. You know, I've been making this joke that Danny Gray and Trey Lance are a package deal. He just he just does not show up unless Trey Lance is playing. Maybe, and I know Brock, I know somebody's getting on my beloved Xfinity Mobile text line right now, firing up the text. Brock Purdy can stretch the field. I, I know. Just hold on. Hold on. I'm not saying he can't, but Trey Lance has a stronger arm than Brock Purdy. That's that, This is the only, Trey Lance just has to excel in the areas where Brock Purdy, for lack of a better term, lacked, which wasn't much, but he's not, he, Brock Purdy is not perfect. No, he's not. Oh, no, 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 he's not. Well, be careful now. People want to give him the gold jacket already. Oh, oh they, want, they wanted to give him the gold jacket as soon as he came into his first game. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about this, this town. It's they love the quarterback who's not playing. Everybody does, though, right? No, but not like this, because these people perfected it back in the 50s. Mm. They've been doing this for 70 years. They do this with the same facility that you and I blink. Yeah. I mean, they just this goes back to when they had they had a three-way quarterback controversy. So, hold 60s. on, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this question, then. Do you think Niner fans, there will be a group of Niner fans that are sad? If, if Trey Lance... Or Brock Purdy. Let's say one of them just becomes straight up QB1. Do you think there will be a coalition of Niner fans that will be sad that there's no more QB controversy? You think they enjoy no, it? No, they'll invent one. They'll just invent one. Yeah. They, here's what. Here's what they did last year. Brock Purdy has his moments. Mm-hmm. But there were still people who go, well, if Trey Lance had been healthy, this would have been him. Based on what? No evidence at all. They have rooting interests, mm-hmm. and they defend them in the face of all facts. Well, I think there's a, a big point to that, because going back to Jimmy Garoppolo, there are people that are so stuck in their beliefs on what somebody is. I don't think they would ever want their team to lose, but you have to make a choice when you're a fan. Do I want my team to win, or do I want to be right? And I think that there are a lot of J- Jimmy Garoppolo haters that when Jimmy Garoppolo does well— all right, I want them to oh. win, but it, oh, it they, wasn't yeah, they Jimmy. Were, they were still trying to, you know, one, they were still blaming Shanahan for mm-hmm. getting Lance hurt, which I still find humorous okay. on any number of levels. But the other thing was they were actively waiting for the day when Lance would be back mm-hmm. because they are pot committed to Jimmy Garoppolo being crushed, even though he's been a hell of a servant to this team. 
No, he has. And, and it, it, nobody wants to admit that because they are blaming him for the Super Bowl they lost, even though the defense gave up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And they are blaming him for the conference final they lost, even though Joukowsky Tart dropped an interception in the end zone that would have cemented the game. Sure. They need... They need Jimmy Garoppolo to blame because they're pot committed to blaming him. In the same way that if Lance comes back and he doesn't do well and they bring back Purdy, they will need Trey Lance to blame. They need, they need first of all, they need their favorite quarterback to start and they need the other guy to be a hyena. Mm-hmm. They need the, They need the joy of saying, I knew I was right about that guy. Even though most fans have picked all three of those guys at different stages in their career. Oh, of course. And and I do think there's a there's a part of this when you hear people in general, not just we're not just talking about listeners. Your 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 normal fan when they say I hope I'm wrong about this. No you don't. You don't. Unless that wrong comes with the Super Bowl win. Yeah, oh no, they're never going to they're never going to want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. They could win a Super Bowl. And then say, yeah, well, we would have won by more if my guy had played. Right. It wouldn't have been as close. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's just they're. <sighs> it's just exhausting. That's why my text line is blank. In fact, I don't even know where it is. <laughs> don't worry. Next break. There's a call I'll, list I'll here. But you. I don't see any calls. I think they figured out that I'm not picking up the phone. They were. Yeah, they were blinking yeah. for a while. Leave a message. <laughs> yeah. Six six o'clock tonight. Yeah, you'll be your your opinions will be welcome. There you go. But until five fifty five, come on, Ray. Dead air. Somebody's got to get through. We'll get one call. Well, you'll here. probably punch somebody up just to be ornery. I know. I know. But, uh, what do you think? And don't say the word quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do you think their biggest need is? What's their biggest shortcoming? The Niners' biggest shortcoming. Because they're not as good as Kansas City. That's been proven. They're not as good as Philadelphia. That's been proven. Right. They may not be as good as Cincinnati. And I go back and forth on whether they're as good as Buffalo. Right. What do they need to make that next leap? Wow. Well, obviously the defense is really good. I think both sides of the ball, I'm not going to say the word you said not to say, but I do think both sides of the ball are very good, but... Could be better. The one word that I can't use on the offensive side, the defensive side, the cornerback position, really good this year. What not so good last year? What comes this upcoming year? Then I'd also say who's opposite Nick Bosa. I think that's a big deal because you can't have Nick Bosa disappearing in important games because he's getting double, triple teamed and held. See, that's why I asked that because I'm starting to see some of these nitwit mock drafts and all mentioning the fact that Bosa became easier and easier to neutralize right. as the season went on. And he still put up fine numbers. Mm-hmm. But He was the defensive player of the year. Yeah, but part of his struggles in the postseason were due to the fact that teams said, you're not going to beat us. Mm-hmm. You can Let's have somebody else do that. Call it, call it for the baseball fans out there, Barry Bonds, essentially. We're going to intentionally walk you yeah. every, every, every at-bat. And... You know, I, I think, and I'm again. This is not meant as anything but praise for Bosa because he earned everything he got. But the greatest players show in the biggest times, and the reason why he didn't show is because teams schemed to see to it that he wouldn't show. Uh-huh. And if you give a coordinator on either side of the ball enough time, 
you can neutralize anybody in the game except Mahomes. Mahomes is the only guy nobody's figured out yet. Yeah, he is. And well, and I would say we got to continue to give our give our flowers to Andy Reid too. That'll be interesting how that whole thing breaks down. By the way, when it's all said and done, we did the same thing with Brady and Belichick. We'll do the same thing with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes won't, or Andy Reid won't be there forever. So who gets the most credit? It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Right? Well, this time, yes, because Mahomes is also a physical outlier. I mean, he could throw with either hand. Yes. He throws underhand sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he's more of an improviser than Brady ever was. Yeah. I'm not saying he's better because he hasn't done nearly enough. But he's more out-of-the-box talented than maybe any other quarterback since Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. And Fran Tarkenton was the first guy to abandon the pocket with glee. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to take, you know, nine sacks a game. Even on some expansion, uh, even on that expansion Minnesota team back in the day, he fled for his life and basically changed the nature of quarterbacking by doing that. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is like two generations advanced from that. But it most quarterbacks, they prefer, you know, we want to know where you are so you can hit the guy you're throwing to in stride and with the right timing. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that when you're running out of the pocket, either by design or out of safety. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a debate that won't be had the way that Brady v. Belichick or Montana v. Walsh was. Yeah, he, he's because, out of this role. Out of this because world. while Reed is a great creative de- play designer and caller, uh, there are things he can't do without Mahomes, and it's clear. I mean, he wouldn't call a lot of those plays if he'd been stuck with Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. Or Alex Smith. Or Alex Smith. or him. And that, to me, is... like That's the one difference. Andy Reid's going to sail into the Hall of Fame now. He used to be preposterously criticized for bad clock management. Mm-hmm. Now he's considered a, a you know, super genius. And he probably was smarter than people gave him credit for before. And he's probably a little overpraised right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's an elite coach. He's one of the five best coaches maybe in the history of the sport. Yeah. Xfinity mobile text line, Ray. Getting back to your question about oh, no. what do the Niners need? 650 O-line and DB. 707 saying need a new right tackle. A lot of love on the offensive line front, which is understandable. That was just uncalled for. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, I, you already did start. Nah, so don't, don't get me started. Don't poke the bear. I'll read more. Oh, <laughs> Grandy, get ready to play some more Childish Gambino. Oh, I don't mind that. I would never mind that either. Okay. Um, no, I think the, the fascinating thing about what I've seen people imagine the 49ers needing mm-hmm. is exactly that. Offensive line, defensive line. And the default had always been offensive line secondary. And it sounds like most people, that one Yahoo you just read, mm-hmm. notwithstanding, <laughs> nobody is looking at the secondary as a failure anymore. Maybe right. they, maybe over three years they've managed to fix it so that it's now considered a strength rather than a glaring weakness. Which is surprising. I mean, there are teams, it feels like the Raiders have been looking for a secondary, honestly, Ray, since I was in middle school. 
Seriously. Yeah, Namdi Asamoah is probably their last guy. And even at that, he might have been a little overpraised. Just, yeah. So, uh, the Brock Purdy question mark, that's always going to be there. But regardless of Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, these are things, these are... These are areas of the the team that we saw in the game that you could completely remove the quarterback position and you just need to be better. And the thing about the the DB position and how you're saying it's been you know, it's been turned around, we still saw that that's just the question of everybody was saying the Niners and the Eagles their records and who they played, they didn't play the best teams because is it a question of okay, yeah, we didn't have to face that many elite receivers this year. I'm not saying that as a slight to the Niners, but if you go through the list, I mean, you obviously you had to face the Seahawks, so you know what they have up north. I'm looking around, I, just off the top of my head now, but I, I think for the most part, it would be more on the side of the DBs did ball out, but there is a part of this that you don't have to face elite receivers every week, but then again, nobody does. So that's not a slide on the Niners because nobody has to. You can only play who you're asked to play. Yeah. So, there, I mean, the strength of schedule argument has never moved me because, look, let's face it, it's not like the 49ers had a chance to volunteer to play a tougher schedule yeah. or to play a crappier one. You get 17 games and your job's to navigate it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to say... Well, the schedule should be balanced so that everybody plays the same strength schedule. Well, A, you can't do it. And B, if you wanted to, you'd have to play like 70 games. Well, and you don't know. You the, Nobody knows what a team is going to be. If, we, if everybody thought, okay, the Giants are going to be good. I mean, the Giants, nobody necessarily had them doing what they did this year. Nobody had the Jags doing what they did this year. So the when Lions. The Lions. So when you're creating this equal season it could end up not being equal because the teams that you thought would be good would be think about the raiders how many how many games with the raiders okay put the raiders in because they're going to be good okay this team needs to play a good team so put the raiders in and then you end up playing the raiders or the broncos with russell wilson so that's the problem with the whole well look at their look at their schedule it was easy but did you think it was easy at the beginning of the year no because you didn't know what the team was well i had very little regard for seattle going in. Yeah. And I had very little regard for Denver. Mm. I thought LA would be better, but I didn't have much regard for Carolina or Atlanta. So yeah, I did think it was kind of an easy schedule. And I thought it wasn't going to get hard until week seven when they played Kansas City. Yeah. I also thought that the Rams were going to be good. I thought the Chargers would be good. I thought it would get tougher as the year went on. But I thought the early part of the schedule was where they should have made hay. And because they're the 49ers, that was the worst part of their year. So what you're saying is, Ray, Brock Purdy took over exactly when they faced the toughest part of their schedule. Well, let's see. Who did he play? Played a dreadfully bad Miami team. They were rolling at that time. No, they were already starting to get grousy. This about. was a big matchup, Ray. Well, it was supposed to be, but then, remember, Tua started getting collecting a concussions again. That's true. Um, Tampa... You know, I thought that would be a more representative game, and it wasn't because that was when it became clear that Tom Brady had to throw 55 times a game just to survive. Right, and technically, you would say that they have two elite receivers, going back to receiver conversation, yeah. but can utilize them. Yeah, yeah. and then Washington, I thought, would be a nothing game, and it turned out to be. The Raiders, shame on them for keeping it close, but you know, the Raiders are 
Raiders are a bad team. With hey, some good players. Ray, you know who you can bring on in. You don't know what's going on with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Bring on in Jared Stidham. Yeah, you could do that. Why not? Um, I suppose you could congratulate here. Jared, come sign with us. You'll be third. Well, you'll be you, you'll be the next Josh Johnson. Well, what <laughs> actually? I mean, Jared Sidham went in in that game against the Eagles. It might have been an okay game. It wouldn't have been what we saw. Well, no, but he would have gotten hurt too. <laughs> and the reason why he would have gotten hurt is because the Eagles boat raced that offensive line. Well, well, then that, obviously you talked about the. The Chiefs and how they shirred up their offensive line because they could not touch the the Chiefs or Mahomes. The Eagles couldn't in the Super Bowl. Not yeah. not not once. Oh no! I mean, we all slept on Kansas City's offensive line, but it turned out that um, even though Mahomes, you know, sprained his ankle because mm-hmm. the pocket collapsed, that happens to everybody. The Kansas City offensive line was excellent last yeah. year, and they spent money on it. That's the thing. You've got to spend money on an offensive line. And so when you're looking at a free agent list, if you're a 49er fan, I mean, first of all, God help you. But if you're a 49er fan, you should be looking at some of the offensive linemen on the on the Eagles who are going to become free agents and going to be looking elsewhere because Hertz is going to get paid. Yeah. And some of those, so you've got to make room for some of that. And I think that's one of the places where the Eagles might try to economize. And they'll regret doing it. Because every time you pay your offensive line and then you decide, okay, we can't afford them anymore, your quarterback's in for a crap year. Right. And Jalen Hurts, best quarterback in the pocket this season. Now you ask the question, well, did he have the cleanest pocket this season? Probably. Probably one of them. Well, I mean, based on all the highfalutin, you know, PFF grades, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody agreed Philadelphia's offensive line was best at keeping Hurts from harm. Yeah, and look, they went on and got got runner-up, and now, okay, well, we got our quarterback for the future. Maybe you do, but what does that roster look like? And I don't know if they've paid... Have they paid Devontae Smith yet? No way. He's no. too young. But the the salary cap's going to go up another $30 million. Mm-hmm. So they'll find... That won't be a problem paying Devontae Smith. Yeah. They're going to have to make decisions on Sayamalo and Mayalata because mm-hmm. those are guys who became forces. Right. You know, how much more does Kelsey have in him? You Feels know, he like he's retire. the ageless wonder. Yeah, but he he's still thinking about retiring. So, yeah. Does Kelsey the center for the Eagles, not for the, not the Chiefs tight end, for those of whom forget that right they they, they are that wasn't brothers. for you you knew that no, I, I didn't know that and they have a podcast and they're very entertaining are they how many times do you listen to that podcast? i listen to the i watch the clips and the clips look entertaining i'm sure somebody listens it just seems like sort of dude boy meathead rate radio to me probably probably but i think quote unquote hashtag new media people just like hearing from athletes and i do know that travis kelsey they're both very uh they're both. I don't know if polarizing is a, is the right term, but they're entertaining. I don't. I don't think every athlete, and that's why the whole new media thing with Draymond is interesting to me because new media only works. You still have to be entertaining. Yeah, I'm not going to watch you just because you play a sport if you're not entertaining. There's just too much content out there. Yeah, and most of that content is not good. It's not. 
And and Travis Kelsey's kind of annoying in a way because when he was screaming at the end of the the conference final and then the Super Bowl about how nobody respected him, mm-hmm. you know, you, you shut up. Do you Everybody think he was said trolling a bit. No, he just, was trolling. You know what? He's better than that because nobody disrespected the Chiefs. A, a lot of people picked the Eagles, Ray. It, that's not disrespecting. Disrespecting is picking the Eagles and saying, "Oh, the Chiefs have no shot. All right. They're not good enough." And even the even the nitwits who are calling it, you know, Burrowhead, mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs oh, Stadium. Man. I mean, that's just childish. Anybody who pays attention to football, and I'm not talking about pundits. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people who will watch the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's how low this bar is that I'm setting. They all knew the Chiefs were special. You know. They didn't know that they were the most elite team because Cincinnati was out there and Philadelphia was out there. There wasn't anybody that I saw who picked the Super Bowl and picked it as a lopsided game. They all thought it was going to be close. No, but I do think some of this is Travis Kelsey caping up for Patrick Mahomes, who there were a lot of people really trying to give the crown to Josh Allen. This this year specifically. This was supposed to be their year. Josh Allen MVP, Bill Super Bowl. Will you give me that? Well, I'll give you that, but that I don't think that's disrespecting Mahomes as much as it is trying to find a new toy. You want to be the first to pick the going the back to the fatigue there before. Going back to the fatigue. It's because, Patrick Mahomes fatigue. Yeah, because the year before everybody loved Burrow. Mm-hmm. And he ended up in a Super Bowl, which is why people loved him this year. So I, the the volume of noise never interests me. It's who are the smart people talking about? But who is smart? <coughs> people I find to be smart. Okay. It's a very individual choice, but <laughs> there are there are people in the business that I think know what they're looking at. I think Sean Salisbury, for one, mm-hmm. who's on the station here from time to time, he understands quarterbacking, and you never hear him say anything other than Mahomes is the best quarterback. And I don't think anybody can make the argument that anybody else is better than him. And they were saying... And I don't think anybody tries. Well, they they were saying if he does lose to (laughs) Burrow again and Burrow head, should we start talking about Joe Burrow as number one? But he didn't. Yeah, but but the key phrase there is, should we start talking about Burrow? Yeah. And the fact is, well, no, not yet. Because Mahomes now has two parades, one of them incredibly drunk, and I like that about him. Um... (laughs) And Burrow still has none. And I realize in a championship or bust world, that's an unfair way to judge them. But it is a way to judge them because they're both excellent at what they do. Yeah. But we do judge based on performance in the big moments. Speaking of elite quarterback play, the Niners. And what again? Well, I'm just saying the Niners, as we talk about what they need. There are also some positions you could make the argument they have more than enough. And I would say people might, people would say, they wouldn't disagree. They would say you can never have enough skilled players, right? But if you look at Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey, when he plays Elijah Mitchell, that is quite the crew. And I know the cap hit with Debo, the 28 million, about the trades and all that stuff. But my question is, do you truly think you need all of those skill players? And would you think about moving one of them 
to get back something that you know you do need. And yes, I am also including the quarterback position, but it could also be anywhere else. Do you think that this team, or because it it is Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, hey, we got to keep all of our guys to give our young QBs as much as possible? Well, let's let's narrow down what you're asking here. Mm -hmm. Allow me to rephrase what you just said. Please do. Because I'm sitting in the big boy chair. I love it. Um, what you're suggesting is, would you trade Debo Samuel and other stuff for Aaron Rodgers? Because you're not doing this for a Derek Carr. And you're not doing this for nearly anybody else. If the Well, Derek Carr is released now, but... Well, but you know what I'm yes, saying. I mean, yes. you'd have to make room for him. You have to make room for him, yeah. Would you, would, you, would you get rid of Debo Samuel to get Derek Carr? I suggest you wouldn't. Because who is he going to throw to? And it's not like he's going to beat you with his feet. Well, here's the question. If Derek Carr... Now, he didn't have Darren Waller for a good bit of the season... But, but he had all the Devontae Adams he could eat. He had all the Devontae Adams, the, the golden corral of Devontae Adams. And he didn't have Hunter Renfro, but Hunter Renfro ended up coming back. If you look at what Derek Carr did with that skill group, and now you give him the Niners skill group without a Debo, what do you think Derek Carr, with an elite defense? I don't know, Ray. I don't, I'm thinking we might have something. I think, okay, we might but I'm here's why I'm not convinced. Say what you want about Derek Carr, mm -hmm. but his last three years have been progressively worse. Agreed. And part of that is because the Raiders are run by monkeys. <laughs> I mean, just they literally don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Except that, hey, there's a wide receiver out there. Let's give him all the money in the world mm -hmm. and then not be able to figure out how, how to keep our quarterback upright. Yeah. It, it, you know what it strikes me as? It strikes me as when you go out and on the Xfinity Mobile text line nine two five, Carr had the best. Ah! Running, the car had the best running back. Josh Jacobs did ball out this year. That's a good point. Yes, he did. That's a good point. But the problem that the Raiders have mm -hmm. is that even with Josh Jacobs, even with Devontae Adams, they couldn't score enough points because the defense was yet again awful, atrocious. Since Derek Carr has been there, I saw this stat the other day, and I think it's Josh Dubow from Associated Press who. Loves to skewer. You would love Josh Zubo. I know him. Oh, okay. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Well, he's not lovely. <laughs> he's tolerant. Yeah. Um, in the nine years that Derek Carr was a starting quarterback for the Raiders, mm -hmm. if you took those nine years together, their defense ranks 32nd. It's awful. And you can't rank 33rd unless you're playing in the Sun Belt. <laughs> or the WAC. Yeah. Well, the WAC. Actually, the WAC's been... It's not even a... I don't even... Well, it, it exists for football, but it's like a Division One double A. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to know if Derek Carr is on the way down as a player. And if so, is it because his team, his organization did not support him properly with enough good players? Mm -hmm. uh, that said, I think... You get you. Let's say you get rid of Samuel. I think the drop off in that department is so is more significant than whatever upgrade you perceive going from a healthy Purdy to Carr. That's that's probably the best the best point. 
Brock Purdy with Debo is not, from what we've seen, is close enough to whatever we think yeah. Derek Carr would be without Debo. And as it turns out, I mean, even that might be a fallacious statement because who was Purdy's favorite receiver? It was Kittle. It was Kittle. You know, but all that aside, that's all chin music because the offense revolves around McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't revolve around Kittle or Debo or Purdy. McCaffrey makes that thing go. Mm-hmm. And if he gets hurt, then it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're screwed. Because Elijah Mitchell doesn't do what McCaffrey can do coming out of the backfield catching passes. Well, Elijah Mitchell doesn't stay on the field enough to e- to even be considered. So but now if you're looking he at did, Even if he did. Even if he did, McCaffrey is clearly superior. And I don't think anybody would make an argument even start to make that argument. No, I, I think the only argument would be, I mean, if you need someone to just bust it up the gut with no regard if and you need battering to, around. If you need to chew up time when you've got a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, Elijah Mitchell is fine. And if that's not to say that McCaffrey couldn't do that. You just wouldn't no, want him to You wouldn't to do want that. him to do that. Yeah. But if you're down 10 going into the fourth quarter, Elijah Mitchell's not going to save you. Right. You know, you're going to have to do some extraordinary stuff. And one of the reasons why the 49ers record in the last four years has been as good as it is is because they rarely go into the fourth quarter down by 10. Yeah. They don't have to be heroic. I mean, that's part of the design. Well, they can't. I shouldn't say they can't be, but they would rather not. Well, everybody would rather not, but they're particularly good at not having to be heroic. Those, not necessarily this Chiefs team, but... Th- Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they do seem to, I don't know if they like it. I, I don't know. It's not by design. They really do seem to like to play with their food, though. They, oh, they love, did this year. They, sure. they love a good comeback. A, a good comeback. They love playing down to their competition. They love it, it. I mean, this is apropos of next to nothing, but they tied for having the best one-loss record in football. Mm-hmm. They were the second-worst team in football against the spread. Jeez. Which means that people thought oh, they'll beat them by two touchdowns easy. Right. They almost never did. Right. And, that, that and I don't me. know if that's playing with your food or it's they didn't really realize what they had in Isaiah Pacheco until it was late. Seventh rounder. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to really know, but they didn't really crush people the way you think Kansas City should crush people. Because they were in a division where the second best team was the ever flighty Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were bad. The Broncos were worse. You know, their schedule was not overwhelmingly difficult. Yeah. And yet they still, they won a bunch of games by a touchdown or less, which is not the way you imagine the Chiefs and that offense to be. No. And what it suggests to me is, A, their defense was better than they got credited for, and B, the offense needed a while to get going, particularly the offensive line. Because it got better as the year went on. And he still won MVP. And should have. But I think the difference is, and obviously there are more games, but it does remind me of, and I, and I don't know how many times again, more games. It reminds me of the Warriors when they had Kevin Durant. There were a lot of times they would play with their food. But I think because of just the nature of basketball and how they're less literally less players on the floor everybody it was more apparent to people that the warriors just were mailing it in for the for the night longer season than football with the chiefs for a while they had people confused because they weren't just playing with their food they were losing games 
Yeah, well, they lost three, so it wasn't like they lost a lot of them. But it felt like a lot. Which... It did feel like a lot because you always imagine, oh, the Chiefs are not going to win. They're going to cover the spread by yeah. three touchdowns. Yeah. And they didn't always do that. And the Warriors analogy you raised was interesting because in 2017, they actually did beat the living crap out of everybody. Right. I mean, they won 67 games, mm -hmm. and then they went 16-1 and in the postseason. And the only reason they didn't run the table is because they took game four of the final off. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland beat the snot out of them. And it was almost as if the Warriors said, well, go ahead. We'd like to play one more game at home. Let's let's just let's just mail this one in. Yeah, because they looked awful. They looked awful. And those teams, when they when the back in the day when they had this luxury, the Warriors when they mail it in, they really mail it in. Those teams when they were rolling, they just you shouldn't and, even got off the plane. Yeah, and then the, yeah, but in 2018, they were a drama riddled team. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, they weren't. They weren't a solid fist anymore. And I think that showed in their play, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember very distinctly when they won the 18 title. They asked David West about, you know, the culture and what a glorious place it is. And, and David West said, oh, you guys don't know the half of it. It was coming. And he was basically said, oh, this was a lot harder than you know. And it, it in fact, did come. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. It... The Warriors' best team was the 16 team in which they vomited all over themselves in the final. Second best team was the 17 team. The third best team was the first one. The 18 team was the one that, quite frankly, if the playoffs had broken differently, they might not have won. I mean, that seems ridiculous to say. Yeah. But they had some sort of psychic flaws. Uh, they were playing despite the chemistry not because of it was that the was that the Kawhi Zaza year I think that was the year before that was the year before because I was at that game it was for it was for mother's yeah it was for mother's day and I you know right I cashed out got got my mom there got my little sister there I'm watching the game and the Warriors were getting spanked against the Spurs and then everything happens Kawhi goes out they win the game but I still think they win that series, but they had some close calls, same idea, to the point where you couldn't tell, is this team not figuring it out, or are they just playing with their food? I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I think one of the things about the Warriors, and this has been true since the, since the get, is they have to be of one purpose, mm -hmm. or the flaws that they have display themselves. Like, they've always been too small. They've always been turnover prone. They've always had difficulty out-rebounding big teams. When they play at their best and they play as a unified force, right. they overcome all that. The turnovers don't matter. And you know, they, they find a way to rebound better. And they, they defend so that even if they have a poor night shooting, they're still winning because they can't shoot so poorly that they can't defend their way out of it. And one of the things we've got this year is the fact that they can't defend their way out of it. So now they are very definitely a make-or-miss team in a make-or-miss league. Well, and that is what, that, what you just spoke about, though, is exactly what people will say. That is the closest we'll get to quantifying the championship DNA, right? When, when, when they are focused with nothing else, just complete tunnel vision, when you get to the playoffs, that's when you see this. The problem this year is that 
they couldn't even tap into that enough throughout the regular season to put themselves in a decent position for the playoffs. And that's the issue. And now you're up against the clock. You're up against a number of games with Steph Curry now still sidelined. Andrew Wiggins don't know when he'll return. And and you can sit there and still have that glimmer of hope because I do too. It just literally might just not be enough time. But it's more than borderline conceivable that the Warriors might end up being, I think, the third team in NBA history to win the final one year and then miss the playoffs the next. Would that be considered missing the plan? Yeah. If you're not in at all, to me, that would be, in my mind, if you don't get to play an 83rd game, okay, that's it. Even if it was a plan, you would yeah. count that. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd say if you if you don't make the play in, you definitely <laughs> right. It's more about if they did make yeah, it. If you make the play in, I you're, I give I'll give you at least enough credit to not use that stat again. Yeah, but that reminds me, we're sponsored by Pfizer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast On 95.7 The Game. It's still a Warriors Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It hasn't stopped being Wednesday yet, so it's a Warriors Wednesday. And it's still brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. It's 101 years. I mean, you'd have thought by now that they might have sold to somebody else or changed the name. But anyway, it's a trusted name since 1922. So visit Friedman'sAppliance.com today. And that's an order. Beautiful. So what's eating you? Me. What do you want to know? Are you watching that full swing on Netflix? No. Okay. I haven't yet, but some people are all about it. 
In what way? Well, they just really like being able to follow the golfers, Brooks Kepka, a couple guys. So. Oh, God. It's not your I thing? could not imagine anything more terrifyingly <laughs> gruesome. Right, okay, well, what Following about... Following golfers. Yeah, you can That's see. like staring at a grilled cheese sandwich for five hours. <laughs> what about what about the quarterback one with Mariota, Mahomes? Um, and, and Kirk Cousins? And Kirk Cousins. What a lineup. Yeah, I'm trying to figure the out great, what the algorithm was the on aggressive, that. The, the well-compensated mediocrity... And the guy hanging on by his teeth. Yeah. Actually, that's a good call. Each level. Yep. Each level. You, you got something to say, Mark? I was going to say, I don't like the way you're disrespecting Marcus Mariota right now. You forgot to say go Ducks like the annoying fan you are. Go Ducks. Yeah, see? Never miss an opportunity. Every time he refers to a player from mm -hmm. the University of Oregon... It's this weird Pavlovian twitch where you go, go ducks. Yeah, you have to. And it's like it's like Damon with when he starts to fetishize about the University of Indiana. You know, you go Hoosiers. You know, why are you telling me that? I'm not a Hoosier, and I'm not going anywhere. He's just, you know, he's actually he was very high on the Hoosiers this this season for yeah. college basketball, and yeah, I don't well, know I, that they've lived up to his expectations. They never do, and I noticed that he what. Well, He's off in another country mm -hmm. the night they lose to Michigan State. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. They're yeah. finished. And he was... Mike he said, Woodson's Alan, gonna, Alan, he, he could be fired at any minute. Alan, I'm telling you, is Sweet 16 this year. That's what he told me. Yeah. Like, that's an accomplishment. They've We're, been like 11th in the country. Yeah. That's, that's like a depressing... You know, that's just barely meeting expectations. March Madness is around the corner, though. And I would say, I was telling you this... During the break, I would say Warriors basketball is similar to college basketball in terms of just the dribble around and chuck up a three. But the Warriors don't wait till the end of the shot clock like college basketball. They just get it out the way as soon as they cross half court. Oh, yeah. They they don't get the best shot very often. Yeah. They get the first shot. Yep. They get and, a shot. And it's always good to see Steve Kerr pulling his hair out in clumps when that happens. <laughs> Because that's one of the things he thought he had drilled into all of them over his eight years coaching this team. And it turns out, no, they got to relearn it every new year. Do you think part of that is because of their turnover, turnover issues? Well, if we take a shot, he won't, as, he, won't, he won't be as mad as if we turn the ball over. No, because they turn over the ball over a lot all the time. And take bad shots. Yeah, well, no, they, they usually are much better at shot selection. Mm -hmm. The turnovers are always going to be high because the ball moves around more. Which means that there's more chance for somebody to miss it or throw it away or yeah, bounce it off their knee. That's all, and it's not even an excuse because we talked about the different teams and how Warriors move the ball around. Other teams, it's just give it to your star and, and let them work. But the thing this year with the turnovers is some of them have just been very much CYO B team. I mean, just not oh, yeah, yeah, bad hockey. Not good. Not good. So yeah. I but, think, but mm -hmm. you would tolerate them. If they won that game at the end rather than lost it. Yes. Because they, this is about the same number of turnovers they have every year. Mm -hmm. But the timing is worse and the results are worse. So they all look worse. It's crazy to think about the whole, and we talked to Monty Poole earlier, go check it out on YouTube if you didn't catch it live. It's crazy to think about the questions of the last dance and where this where this season is going to go and how we're having these question marks. And Ray, I was at that game. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. What do you think would have happened 
if the Warriors in that game against the Grizzlies at home, when Jordan Poole took that ridiculous shot and Steph got thrown out, they ended up winning it. What happens if they lose that game? Because it's not as if it propelled them to some type of victory or some type of run. What happens if they lose that game? Probably nothing because even Curry having a tantrum would regather himself and get back to that outward zen that hides the inner frustrations of this Mm -hmm. year. He's one of the most controlled athletes I've seen in this town ever. I mean, Montana was like that too. But for the most part, you'll see emotion from from most guys. Yeah. I mean, even at that, Curry's got more turn more technicals this year than he's ever had in any other year. Yeah. I mean, I can count on one hand or maybe two hands the amount of times Steph has quote unquote lost it. There was count the three mouthpiece throws. He kicked the chair last year. The one where he's in the bubble and he's screaming, or they're not they're not in the bubble. It was before the bubble, and he's screaming at the team. He's screaming at Kai Bowman, whoever was on that team at that time. That's five off the top of my head, and I could probably get to five more, but it would be tough. Yeah, and I think he's got more bite than he shows. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's a, a snippier guy than, yeah. than you would imagine. I but, think, yeah. But he doesn't show it very often. So when he threw the when he threw the mouthpiece, there was a part of me was hoping that he was throwing it at pool <laughs> instead of just into the. Would he still got ejected for that? Probably not. Can you throw a mouthpiece at your own team? Well, if it doesn't go into the crowd, you got a shot. That's right. But then you might have to fight. Draymond, well, not with Jordan Poole again. Draymond did get a tech a couple years ago for yelling at Wiseman. The ref yeah. thought he was yelling at him. So yeah. Well, but then again, with Draymond, he, he, he's guilty until proven guilty. That's right. Because. I mean, he's got 15 this year. Well, they his had next him, one they ring him up. Yeah, and they had him mic'd up for one of the games, and they said he said, "Oh, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna be on my I'm always nice or something like that." He said to a ref, and the ref is like, "You're especially nice today because you're mic'd up." And he's like, "No, no, no, you know I'm always nice." And then it was a national game, and they said, "You know, it's hard for Draymond to come off and say he's always nice when he's got the most texts in the league." Yeah, he's he's not nice, and if he was nice. He'd have been out of the league by now. Yeah. Because I, I believe that Kerr is right when he says Draymond needs to be that. Um, I think we're done. We are. I mean, I know I am. But Same. you know what's coming up? I mean, other than our dinner, here's what's coming up on the game. It's brought to you by Fremont Bank, which, and it's best of the game. It's an hour of what they're calling the best content, although mm. God knows how they determined that. And it's... Best content from the day on 95.7 The Game, hosted by our own peripatetic elf, Mark Grandy. He's going to be talking, he's going to be playing a Steiny and Guru's interview with Zaza Pachulia. We're going to replay Monty Poole. And then Mark's going to do magic tricks for the kids from quarter to seven till seven. So don't fail to miss it. And speaking of don't fail to miss it, it's time for us to go. But I got bad news for you before we do. Hmm. You got to come back tomorrow. Darn it. So remember, sports don't build character. They destroy it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.